This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. And, and, and mockery. Don't forget the mockery. We need to update the music. I think you lead with the mockery, don't you? I mean, if anything, tonight we're going to be getting mockery rather than analysis. You can get analysis anywhere, but who else is going to bring you mockery? I think that's one of the go-to's That's what we're all about here. Doc and Skip, along with Jay Severin, Doc, uh, Skip and I uh, are live from uh, CPAC, National Harbor at the Gaylord National uh, Hotel and Conference Center. And uh, we watched the debate. We're around how many people? A few hundred people in there, maybe a thousand or so watching the debate. So we have an interesting perspective having spent the day at CPAC. We're going to get some of your comments and thoughts, of course, on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, and at J underscore Severin. Joining us now, Jay Severin. Wicked mockery. Wicked mockery. <laughs> What's up, Jay? How you doing tonight? How are you, my great friends and partners? Wicked mockery. We're going to do some serious. There is a lot to mock. Stop mocking me. Make him stop. Uh, Jay, your initial thoughts about the debate tonight? Twerking, Dada. Twerking. Twerking. That's that's it. Yeah, I don't know what's Uh, going uh, on. It's like a circus. What is this? Instant mud wrestle. Uh, as one of the candidates said, I th- no, or, or one of the panelists, I can't tell the line anymore. The line is blurred. This is uh, P.T. Barnum-esque Civics Circus Maximus. And uh, in a way, it's an absolute disgrace, but maybe that's an angry old man talking. I mean, I also think Donald Trump may be clinically insane after watching this evening. And, and maybe that's an angry old man talking, although an angry now, old man with some formal training in clinical insanity. So, now, now, is that uh, yeah. an official Guru Jew prediction? That, guru what? Uh, well, gu- guru, guru Jew. Uh, gu- guru Jay is not uh, of the Hebraic persuasion, but Guru Jay nevertheless. Holy cow! It says that Donald Trump may be an insane person, and I say that not derivative of support of any other candidate. Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, and I, and I must apologize. I, I worked with a guru, Stu, many years ago in uh, another life that I, I'm sorry I was conflating the two. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jay, we have uh, some people here that have uh, been part of this debate, or at least watching the debate with us here, and they've been part of the CPAC convention. Uh, just some random people that we've met uh, over the course of the day. Uh, I think all of them fairly young, college age, roughly. Um, that all are, happen that are gonna, to be blonde, right? Uh, all of them are female. <laughs> all Jay, of them not, are female, Not all blonde, <laughs> so yes, all female, so... That was purely coincidence, Jay. That was purely coincidence. <laughs> uh, but I want to do uh, ask get their uh, take real quick, just one by one, just overview of the uh, of the debate. And if you're supporting and have been supporting uh, one candidate, tell us who that is uh, up front or whatever. So first, it's uh, is it Allison? 
Katie. Oh, here we go. What is it? Give me one more time. Katie Moyer. Katie Moyer. Is there one candidate you've been supporting? Um, the candidate that I was supporting is no longer in the race. Who so is that? I was supporting Carly Fiorina. Okay, Carly Fiorina. What are, what are your thoughts of the debate tonight? Um, I thought today or tonight's debate had a lot more substance from some of the candidates. Okay. There were a lot of zingers, and you could tell that um, it was kind of the last stand for a bunch of them. Jay just suggested the possibility that Donald Trump is clinically insane. Mm. Would you uh, agree with him or disagree? Thoughts, comments? Um, I think Donald Trump is a joke. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that... Right. He, I think he misrepresents the Republican Party, so... Do you think um, he's uh, insane, though? Didn't you notice I avoided that? <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> All right, let's it's, move it's it on. Katie, yes? you, you have a career it's, in politics yeah, yeah. ahead of it's, you, I'm sure. It, it's Katie, yes? Yeah, Katie, yeah, we, we just moved on, Jay. I'm sorry. Kate, Hang on one second. Oh, all right. No, What's I just wanted to... Hi, I'll, my I'll name put is Bruno Winnick. Uh, okay, and uh, were you supporting a candidate, or who have you been supporting? So I'm on the cruise, uh, cruise crew. Oh, cruise crew. Big okay. Fan. And what were your thoughts, uh, take away from the debate tonight? Ooh, well, it was very fun to watch as an audience member. Circus. Um, well, and, and, and I will say, too, that the, the scene here at CPAC, too, was particularly fun, lively. It was a large room That's of a lot of That's because everybody's been it's... drinking. There's a yeah, alcohol. drunk Republicans. There's a possibility yeah. they may have given everybody a free drink on the way in, too. So it was, it or was two. an or two. interesting crowd here watching at CPAC. Okay, so oh, you yeah. take away fun, but what about substance? So, uh, anything new? As anything? a crew supporter, I loved watching Donald Trump's skin get all over the place. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Um, you could really see, like, those faces went to a whole new level tonight. Um, lots of yoga comments, finger comments. That was awesome. Um, annoying, though, that you could still hear the crowds um, cheering for Trump, you know that nothing anyone says is going to get them. Yeah, in, to in fact, their Jay, mind. the crowd, uh, when That's it came to anything, don't get me started. Trump, anything Trump related was uh, borderline belligerent. That I'm, was I'm my biggest takeaway right? from the debate. Seriously, was, Jay. Was, was nothing you would have seen if you were watching at home. It was, my biggest takeaway was the crowd here. Double fisting, double fisting beers, Jay, and belligerent. It looked like uh, people tailgating. It was, it was well, bizarre. And, and I, I hate to even say it. it was almost like that NASCAR type crowd. And if you want to go ahead, and I, that's that's a stereotypical type of image I'm trying to paint there. But that's a lot of what I felt. And that's what's frustrating about this whole election is that no matter what anyone says, any logical argument you can make, doesn't matter. Kind of like, a, yeah, just like a headstrong feeling that you're not even having a debate; you're having a one-sided conversation. Let's get to and thank you, ladies. Let me get to a couple more here, and Jay, and then we'll move around and get some more of your thoughts as well. Um, you're gonna have to lean way in here, move the mic or what have you. What's uh, what's your name? Way up there, way up there. What's your name? Allison Hall. Allison, and who have you been supporting? I am a Marco Rubio supporter, die hard. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Florida, so that has a lot to do with it. Uh, what did we take away from the why? debate? Yeah, yeah, why, first of all? I like Marco because he's not a moderate, but he's also not part of the Tea Party movement, and that's kind of where I consider myself to be, kind of in the middle between the two. Okay. So that's kind Thank of Thank you. I'm sorry. I was misunderstood. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. My question was why you said Florida, and that has a lot to do with it. Why... <laughs> No, no, I'm serious. Uh -huh. Why does, if you were from California, would you still be for Marco? Yeah, definitely. But I like a lot of the things that he had done in Florida as Speaker of the House and oh, okay. as okay. Senate. Okay, good answer. All right. mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you like that he's caliente? Yes, I do. <laughs> he, he is caliente. He is, isn't he? I, I can't lie. Do you that. like that he's poquito? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So. <laughs> Just say yeah. Yes. We humor Jay that way. <laughs> um, no, Rook, Ro- let me ask you a question. Uh, does the, the gang of eight support bother you? That he was a part of that, or is that's not a big issue? Not really. I view it as a thing in the past, Okay, honestly. Um, I think that everybody going into politics always makes a mistake, and that just okay. happened to be his. All right. That, that is. Yeah, anyone who goes into politics does make a mistake. Ipso <laughs> that's facto. That's right. Well, <laughs> politics, well yeah. and we, a lot of people could, made Could I follow with up their... with a question? Yeah, the hey, gang of eight doesn't matter? Yeah. Does it yeah. matter whether he was a member of the Sharks or the Jets? <laughs> just kidding. Now, now, everybody, a lot of people make mistakes in, even in their votes, you know, when you're first person vote. Like, Jay voted for Franklin Pierce. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you do there? It could have been anybody, Jay. I could have been anybody. So I covered that. that election. Don't make fun of that. Covered it very good. All right, one more to a uh, person we want to hear from. Uh, what is your name? And I know you're uh, Florida uh, as well with Allison. My name is Shania Hibbs. Shania, and uh, who have you supported? Um, I was with Ben Carson before. Okay. Um, I'm Marco Rubio now. Okay. All <laughs> right. Sure. Well, Ben's, Ben's still in this. Don't I know. give up. I haven't. I'm <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> He's supposed on. to be here Saturday. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Cool. Um, it'll be for. There won't the be a long time. line. I know. Wow. <laughs> well, I think the first. What is it? The first hundred in get in free or something like that. I don't know. They have free Chick Fil A. I think the first hundred yeah. in get a thousand dollars. I think that's like less or more than what. Mm-hmm. Fake a heart something. attack. You'll be yeah. first. <laughs> they're uh, they're busting them in. So uh, what? Um, uh, what was your takeaway tonight? Um, like all the debates, I think of it as kind of a joke, kind of a, like a circus. Do they have? Now, Jay has told us over and over again, part of the problem is that there's a crowd there, so yeah. it changes the environment. Do yeah. you agree? Yes, Big I do. Um, I've been in a lot of like personal debates because mm-hmm. I was in debate when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it's a lot more focused and a lot more educated when there's less people there. Um, I'm a Marco Rubio fan, but I've liked Cruz a lot more lately because he likes to look at the facts, not just the theories or the opinions Analytical. or what anyone feels about any, you know, political correctness and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've been kind of um, liking Cruz a lot more, definitely. Uh, let me ask you, in terms of being in debate class, were there rules you can remember in terms of, of how the audience of the debate was able to react? Did the rules dictate that, at least in you high school, you wouldn't be able to yeah, cheer? No. Or no, no sound whatsoever. There weren't. See, yeah. that's, that's right. my point, too, and that's, that's a lot right. of Jay's point, too, is that the, the crowd itself has been such a huge impact in these debates that it's really changed the entire face of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, difference yeah, between a debate, difference between an argument, yes, my dear young mm-hmm, lady, mm-hmm. difference between a debate or slash argument or a mob. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a great example, honestly. Well, <laughs> a mob. Course. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, ladies. And you're welcome to hang out with no us. And what I appreciate your uh, your opinions and insight. Uh, we're if not, there's CPAC, cash money there to then, fly uh, you Severin to where I am. Live from Boston <laughs> with us. Uh, covering the debate tonight. We'll get some of your calls coming up. 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. I think the most noteworthy moment for me was a ridiculous moment. Uh, uh, um, Ty, do we have the... Yeah, Ty, do we have the uh, the audio, the two clips I asked you to grab? Do you have those ready for us? Uh, The first one, um, it was Marco Rubio who was asked... And specifically quoted where he had said, ah, he doesn't want to get into mudslinging, doesn't want to, he's above all that, whatever. And they ask him, yeah, that's fine. You said that, but in the last week or so, you've said all kinds of stuff, including, you know, about Donald Trump and the size of his hands. Here's what uh, Marco Rubio had to say about that. 
Yeah, you know, Brett, let me say something. This campaign for the last year, Donald Trump has basically mocked everybody with personal attacks. He's done so to people that are sitting on the stage today. He's done so about people that are disabled. He's done it about every other candidate in this race. So if there's anyone who's ever deserved to be attacked that way, it's been Donald Trump for the way he's treated people in the last campaign. Now that said, I would much prefer to have a policy debate. I hope that's what we'll have here tonight. Let's have a policy debate. We Let's will. talk about Donald Trump's strategy <laughs> and my strategy and Ted's strategy and John Kasich's strategy when it comes to ISIS and on health care and on the important issues facing this country. But let's be honest, too, about all this. The media has given these personal attacks that Donald Trump has made an incredible amount of coverage. Let's start talking again about the issues that matter to this country. I'm ready to do that starting right here, right now, tonight. Okay. Jay, your opinion on his uh, his answer. Good answer, bad answer, eh. Lads, my answer is that I was, you know, with, with prejudice to my mm-hmm. answer. I was so distracted, and maybe I'm just hyper aware of it, you know, because it's a bug in my, you know, ear about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have been so distracted by the audience reaction and the increasing inclination of the candidates shame them to play Mm -hmm. to that reaction you can Mm -hmm. almost see them raising their eyebrows or not like good huh Huh? i like that one right you know like it's like they're stand-up comics and a stand-up think of the dynamic of a stand-up comic right we have reduced a presidential debate in large terms to replicate that of a stand-up comic. The audience, per our earliest opinion here mm-hmm. on this show, on The Blaze, is makes this something different than a presidential debate, or I, I think, in terms of what it's supposed to be, in as much as it, it perverts, forgive me, it perverts, not in the biblical sense, but it perverts absolutely the dynamic of what this discussion is supposed to be. And this audience, by the way, was to audiences, I don't care whether you listened to this or if you watched it, but it would, it would help if you watched it. This audience was to audiences what Detroit is to cities. This audience was on the verge of a riot at any given second. And the moment that people behind the moderators could see, and I didn't know they had monitors. This was a new deal. Obviously, and I know this only because I was reading the audience, reading themselves. As soon as the audience realized by watching flanking monitors there in the auditorium that they were on camera, I was watching C. Fred Muggs for two hours. I was watching people, I was watching chimpanzees kind of like scratch each other and poke each other in the eye to to show off for the cameras. That, that was right. the small end of the larger end, which was perverting the dynamic yeah. of, of what the Q&A is. That clip I just played, though, set up what I think is the most ridiculous and yet noteworthy. That's when Donald Trump responded to the, the attacks from Marco Rubio. And I want to play this clip for you. He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this one. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. They're small. Something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. Okay. Um, Excuse me? Look at these hands. Where do we go from there? These hands. hands Look at these. Everybody loves my hands, okay? Everybody Everybody loves loves my hands. I guarantee you. Everything else. Not a problem, okay? My hands Marco, are not you a problem want, at all. 
And by the way, Marco, something you else is talk- huge. It's huge, I got to tell you. I've my hands are huge hands. and beautiful. my penis is huge. Everything's huge on me. This and guy this is a Freudian. Debate, folks. This guy's a Freudian delight. Like, uh-huh. Every time he opens <laughs> his mouth. Delight. Really, listen, really, really, listen. You know, I mean, no. every time he opens his mouth, however grossly or more subtly, Donald Trump is essentially saying with virtually every statement I've ever heard him utter, mine is big, yours is small. <laughs> and that's with everything for him. Like, if, yes. if there's ever a, a, a perfect example of, you know, they say, well, you, you see some dude who's driving a really big truck a, or like a sports car. It's, it's a foul. It's everything foul. in Donald Trump's life has been overcompensating for something. Now, I'm not saying anything about Donald Trump with that statement. I'm just saying. Listen, I've had Marco, no complaints from the you want to ladies. talk about they balls? They love me. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think they just tapped another keg here, Jay. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's going on. By the way, uh, Donald... Is that the Hannity crew drinking? Uh, I think it is. One of the, you invited the, evening, the young ladies to hang out with you. I just think it's fair, fairness in advertising mm-hmm, to uh, also let them know there is cash money the Blaze has permitted for them to fly the later flights <laughs> I don't think out of Washington right now to join me not, if they're not I'm happy not sure with you. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> no, it's absolutely... Glenn has told me personally... <laughs> I um I don't uh, I don't think that's in the budget. But if you know, if you've heard from Glenn, <laughs> by the way, at one point on uh, stage tonight, Trump said uh, uh, that uh, everyone. He said uh, he gets along with everyone. He said I I get along with everyone. He did. He doesn't get along with everyone that was on stage with him. <laughs> I like Let alone Putin. everyone in I the mean, building. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and yeah. a hugely publicized feud with Megyn Kelly. There are def- at the very least, there are people he does not get along with. But again, he's you know able, like no other candidate, to go and continue these tropes, and nobody will challenge him on them. Nobody will. You will know what's interesting, and and seriously, uh, seriously uh, serious. Uh, I feel like Woody Allen now. Seriosity, but mm-hmm. what is very serious about the comment just made by doc is this i get along with everybody says trump and you know he's famous or infamous for repeating this and i I think believing it uh uh see earlier clinically insane okay so this is his claim he gets along with everybody Uh, and my, my my question is really that's what that's what a leader is supposed to do that's what you know he brags about wouldn't it be nice if we got along i thought i saw the old coca-cola commercial with everyone you know holding hands and singing like wouldn't it be nice if we got along with the russians if we got along with putin i mean that's not a selling point it's it 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 it, it seems to me um I, i i i just i think he's crazy all right, we're going to get some tweets and calls. Don't forget to tweet at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, and at J underscore 7. To the phones we go. It's 888 In California, Cody, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, Cody? C-Town, what's up? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How you doing? Good. Good day. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, a couple of thoughts real quick. At first, I thought Ted and Marco did a phenomenal job tonight. You know, I like the different angles that they come from. Marco seems to take more of the, the personable uh, approach, and I think a lot of people, especially those that don't really dig too much in the facts, they dig more with their feelings. I think he does a really good job bridging the gap with them. And Ted, you know, he can whip out facts and numbers like no one's business. And so for the intellectual voters, he really hits it home with them. And the fact that they both just kept monkey in the middling back with Trump tonight was just, it was great. And then, you know, Kasich would pop up now and then saying, hey, I'm still alive. You know, 
Ohio. <laughs> That's a good yeah, case impersonation. Another point I want to get to. Um, wait, wait, before you go on, may I add yeah, to what, yeah. just uh, piggyback on what you've, you've said there? I thought that huh? there, were, there was so much direct conflict between Marco and Trump that on several oh, yeah. occasions I noted that, uh, that Ted was able to triangulate very nicely. He, like, jumped oh, yeah, in and great. said, you know, is this what you want? And, and it's a great debate tactic, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how important oh, yeah. it is in the end, but he triangulated well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Marco, you know, he, he has a quick wit, but sometimes when that wit backfires, he needs someone there to help pick him back up. And Ted's very, very good at doing that. And I think that's why the two Remember, only one letter separates wit from twit. And so it's a fine line. <laughs> well, and, and uh, T- Ted Cruz uh, got an assist for a score that uh, Marco Rubio put up, and that was when he said, uh, yeah, everyone knows uh, you're really flexible in reference to the yeah. yoga comment from Cruz. So <laughs> it was uh, the CNN poll that Trump brought up, and then Ted shot right back at him saying, you know, I'm glad you brought that poll up because you know what that poll says about me versus Hillary versus you versus Hillary? It and says it mine is big said, oh, and yours gosh. is tiny. so uh the last thing that they said tonight and this is where my question for you guys comes in and even for anyone listening um the last question they proposed was if if donald trump is the gop nominee will you vote for him and i think most people most conservatives or republicans would say yes you know if i have to plug my nose i'll take him over bernie or hillary but a question i had come through my head the other day when i was at work i've been doing a little more historical reading on on different um, you know especially I'm i'm a millennial and bernie's a a huge talk amongst people my in my sure. age group and so i've been wow. doing a and you read on socialist countries and <laughs> stuff and <laughs> one of the a question that i have for you guys is uh, mainly when it comes to the final election the general when people say you know i just got to pick the lesser of the two evils well if it were to come down to bernie hillary or trump i really i i wonder if maybe that's not the right question to be asking maybe the question we should be asking is since all three of them would be destructive which one of them do we have the higher chance of recovering from? Because Trump being all authoritarian, authoritarianism tends to be faster in the way that it grows than socialism does. Socialism is more of the long-haul game. They're all destructive in the end. But authoritarianism, you you can look at Hitler, it, it, it rises so fast, it's unbelievable. And I just wonder, and it's a question for you guys, do you think that maybe... Trump, might, maybe he shouldn't be the guy that we pick because I think we might have a lesser chance of recovering from him than may, maybe someone like Bernie who would take a little bit longer to, to get to his goals. Jay Severin, your thoughts, and thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, John Adams predicted that, uh, perhaps just foresaw, John Adams, the founding father, said, uh, uh, and I think I, I this paraphrase, a close paraphrase, that democracies cannot, never have, and cannot last more than 100 years or so. They become parasitic. They commit Mm -hmm. suicide. Mm -hmm. The thing that has made America unique, and we we retain, as of this moment anyway, we retain that profound and majestic status, is that we have not committed suicide. But giving people other people's stuff is what makes it, you know, democracies commit suicide. So, uh, you know, that's my comment on that. Other than that, the, the lesser of two evils whole deal is I really think it is a fair question and not to be too legalistic, but the question at the end was not, will you support Trump? 
uh, dude. The question was, will you support the Republican nominee no matter who it is? Now, that may be intended to mean the same thing you said, but they didn't say even if it's Trump or if it's Trump. They said whomever it is. And I think that's an easy and profound question. You are either willing to support the alternative or you're not. And you need to know what your bumper sticker is. I have always known my bumper sticker, always known what my bumper sticker is. In this case, it's prevent Democrat. And so I don't care the names of the... I don't care what the name of the opponent is. Who, whomever is opposing, whomever is the Democrat nominee, gets my support. Yeah, I, di- I differ with you on that one, Jay. I, I cannot vote somebody that, uh, that I don't agree with. Uh, I don't care who it is. I think that is what has led us to these poor choices, uh, poor uh, um, candidates like Mitt Romney and the John McCain's, is by us saying, Move I'm to not heaven. <clears throat> What's that? Move to heaven. <clears throat> that, that's fine. I'm just, I'm not willing to do it. I, I cannot pull the lever <laughs> no, I, for somebody that I don't agree with. I respect with. that completely. Um, uh, and I understand the argument on the other side. I just think that's always been the argument. And where are we? And although we have two main parties, those are not our only options. And I would rather go in knowing that I'm probably the only person writing in the name that I'm writing in and be able to sleep at night, and that's not on me. Well, well this, this is the first time in your lifetime, and Skip's, <clears throat> and mine, I guess, <clears throat> that, uh, that there is an operational alternative. A third-party candidate can absolutely win this year. Are you telling me that look at the numbers and the fracturing uh, <clears throat> we're looking at this year? All you need to win is 33% plus one. I don't mean one percent. I yeah, mean thirty three percent plus right, Jay, one vote. I'm not. I'm not even necessarily saying I, I my vote will win. I know quite often it won't. <laughs> the person doesn't have a chance. If I'm right, oh no, I get you. I'm ago. just saying a third yeah. party is <laughs> right. an operative. Uh, yeah, I seriously. Plausibility for the first time in a hundred fifty years in America. Jay, I want to get your take real quick on uh, the the speechifying that Mitt Romney did today, where he came out and said uh, we got to we got to take down Cruz. And I have an interesting observation. We'll cover it more tomorrow morning on our program show. You'll have it tomorrow afternoon as well. And then there was the uh, rebut from Chris Christie, and that was a big rebut. Because Chris Christie it's, it's a big is butt. a big re- rebut. Rebut. <laughs> a really big butt. That is what I was it's going for on that one. What we're going for there. Um, and then uh, some of the comments uh, <laughs> from Donald Trump as well. But. Um, Here's what my takeaway from it. Mitt Romney came out and supposedly spoke against Donald Trump. We've got to stop Donald Trump, essentially, is what he's saying. And he laid out some facts and figures, many I, didn't, I, I don't disagree with. But he didn't say go out and support uh, Marco Rubio. He's, I'm not here to endorse anybody. And he said, I'm not, he didn't go out and just say support Ted Cruz or John Kasich. And you go, okay, he's just not supporting one. It's just got to be anybody but Trump. On, at face value, that's what it seems like. However... He specifically told people in Michigan, next Tuesday, you go out there and vote for, who was it, Marco Rubio? No, he said uh, Kasich in Ohio. Rubio in Florida, Kasich in Ohio. Kasich in Ohio is what he said. That's right, the the coming uh, uh, primaries in those two states. Well, Jay, if people run out and vote for John Kasich in Ohio, like like he said, and John Kasich wins Ohio and takes all those votes, because remember, the 15th, it's winner take all. Right. And if they do the same thing for Marco Rubio in Florida and it's winner take all, he's not saying here's a candidate. He's saying we all we did was stop Donald Trump and Jay, it ends up Project 1236 that you mentioned. 
Thank you. What a great segue. Am I, I, am I right that, about that? That, that Mitt what, Romney you, you, is you, telling you he wants a brokered convention. You are exactly <clears throat> right. And I have, if I may, I would love to be given a minute, uh, literally a minute, minute and a half, yeah. to address your question. Mm-hmm. And we don't have it right now. Wait, we'll do it on the yeah, New we'll York is telling side. us we, we have to yeah. break for a second. But I would love to respond to that. Mm-hmm. But you've, you've, you've hit it. He really did endorse a candidate by laying out that template. And, and I have an idea who I that can candidate say, is, too. And, and the other and thing I'm I can sure say in do. two seconds is, the question is, does this hurt or help, you know, whoever he endorsed? This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate on the Blaze Radio Network. and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc and Skip live from CPAC National Harbor and uh, Jay Severin live from Boston. Jay, before the break, I uh, mentioned the Mitt Romney speech today where he basically said anybody but Trump. What is your takeaway? Thank you, I, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be very quick with this. Uh, first question, does this hurt Trump? Does this extraordinary event Extraordinary because it's Mitt Romney, this self-effacing, modest man, as we knew him, know him, think him, did what he did this morning, did that hurt Trump as he intended, or did it help Trump? And as Ty and I were just discussing, in what context do you judge this? Is this an opening gambit for him to be the go-to candidate in a brokered convention? Number two, Mitt Romney made the most savage attack the, no, the only attack speech of his life today, and not on behalf of himself when he was running, but against Donald Trump. Most curious. No? Uh, number three, did Mitt say one thing about Trump that was factually incorrect? Did he say, and this is something we can't discuss now, but we all need to ask ourselves, of all the things Mitt extraordinarily said, never in his own behalf, but suddenly now he's capable of it, did he say one thing that was false, defamatory, wrong, incorrect? And uh, lastly, not to nitpick, though it's what you pay us for, uh, as television as well as radio uh, professionals uh, and as a former television producer, anyone who sees video of the Romney speech today sees the worst presented video, i.e. totally avoidable, hideous shadows all across his face, made, in this case, by poor lighting choices, totally unprofessional uh, production. In short, the most important television statement appearance of his past four years, and probably of his life, lads, Mitt Romney, who usually looks like a movie star and cannot look bad, was made to look you know, like uh, the, the the hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, it was incredible. That's it. Yeah, no, the, this entire That's thing. That's all I got. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, just um, unbelievably frustrating. I, 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 
again, anything that I think is thrown at Donald Trump, he is the 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 Teflon candidate that everything just bounces off of him. At I this point. I think Mitt Romney today is. I, I'm in with you, Jade. Project uh, Twelve is that what you're called? Project Twelve Thirty Seven. Project Twelve Thirty Six. Um, yeah. And I think Mitt Romney endorsed Mitt Romney today. That's what he was no, doing. No, you're, you're right. I think that's, what, that's what he's going. Yeah, right. at and, best. And, and what he, what he certainly did, what he this, certainly did, was draw or validate that line of class, of you know, or generation. I don't know which it is, or if it's many things. It's probably many things. But that that civil war long ago uh, 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 predicted by a lot of us, the civil war within the Republican Party was validated by uh, the last Republican nominee today. This is it. He drew the line. You're this kind of Republican or you're that kind of Republican. I'm not sure it hurt Trump. I think it probably helped him. Uh, Jay, uh, today we were on the Twitter. We're going to get some tweets in here. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at Jay underscore seven, uh, Severin. I was using the hashtag, if candidates were food, because all I could think of when, when John Kasich was speaking was he's like a piece of soggy toast. And that's what it was. Yeah. And then immediately a guy, uh, Johnny Mac, tweeted, uh, Trump would be imitation crab meat. And then wow, I just saw really good, Libertarian tweeted, Bernie Sanders would be government cheese. <laughs> Spam. Spam. So uh, if, uh, hashtag if candidates were food. Hashtag if candidates were food. Yeah, we had Justin tweeting at us, uh, Trump equals Valentine's chocolates because you're never really sure what you're going to get. Yes. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, really. Uh, By really the way, toast is so appropriate for Kasich because it's also when you think about it when and not to make fun. But when you finally cross that line and I'm not there, but I can see it from here where you can't digest anything <laughs> what are they other than tea, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, toast dipped in it. Because that's like the spiciest, most substantial uh-huh. meal that you yeah, could digest. Down, yeah. You know, that's pretty much what Kasich is. Yeah, and, and no butter on that toast. No, nothing no, on it. No. It's just dry toast, God. you know. Oh, that'd be crepes for 12 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a, a conservative woman with a, two really good ones for uh, Trump. <laughs> the center of a Cuban yeah. sandwich. The center of a Cuban sandwich. And cause... I want to clear, be clear. She said sandwich. I'm not taking any creative license there. It was not sandwich. It's sandwich. The, the center of a Cuban sandwich. Uh, the Cubans being she said, Marco did, Rubio, she Ted Cruz. Two. There it is. There it is. Uh, also, uh, a conservative woman tweeting, uh, hashtag, if candidates were food, Rubio equals a strong mojito. <laughs> <laughs> See, because you got to muddle it for a while. Like, the key to it is muddling it. And Marco, I think, is I don't know. I, I think maybe in some people's minds, uh, other if we didn't know his family and, and they weren't so visible, <laughs> I would think maybe a lot of people might think that, Rubio represented a strong mojita. Mojita. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. A- si a- AJ Davis <laughs> tweeted, uh, hashtag if candidates were food, uh, at John Kasich equals beets. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and eat them. <laughs> right, exactly. Kind of earthy. I don't think anybody would really come out and say that they love them. And Ty, who's spinning the dials radio style in New York for us with a really yeah. solid if candidates were food. Ty, would you like to share your Ted Cruz hashtag if candidates were food? Uh, yes, he is a very smart, salty cracker. <laughs> 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 wow. That's uh, there you that's go. Note stuff. to Bene, note to Bene, lads. The Rubio 
to return to hard politics for them, you know, as long as you could stand it. The Rubio number as of Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. that is to say, as of this moment, as we are together, uh, is estimated this way. Rubio must win two-thirds of all the remaining delegates. And again, we're pros. We don't deal in states. We right. deal in delegates. Rubio oh. must win two-thirds of all remaining delegates in the primary process in order to capture the nomination. Jay, I'm a, I'm a betting man, and I like long shots, and even I won't bet that. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it's impre- I mean, it, it, it's impressive, uh, and when you think about it, number number two, you know, uh, is Cruz, and and well, I mean, maybe not number. Well, yeah, he's at least number two, maybe number three. He's very unlikely to withdraw, and that's one of the reasons, because as he looks at the math, according to the media right now, a lot of people are looking at Rubio uh-huh. as the number solid number two guy, but Cruz mm. doesn't need to win two-thirds of the remaining delegates. Marco Rubio does. And uh, the other thing is the party's not going to give Ted Cruz an IOU for the nomination. They will for Rubio. I mean, in a worst-case scenario, Rubio is what, 21 years old? You Mm -hmm. know, the party will say to him, okay, you know, do as we wish. We'll give you our boy. We're going to give you an IOU for the nomination. They they did it for Mitt Romney. But, but, Ted Cruz, if if Donald Trump were hit by a bus tonight, they would just take the template, that schematic, and lay it right over the picture of Ted Cruz because the Republican establishment has not one but two people they will not allow to have the nomination. They're terrified. One is Trump, but the other one is Cruz. Rubio, two-thirds of all the remaining delegates. Jay, I am a lifelong yep. Cleveland sports fan, Hope Springs eternal, and even I'm like, yeah, he has no shot at this thing. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's... You know? uh, the, so, what do you think the likelihood is that he'll uh, he'll throw in and say, all right, I'll, I'll join forces with a Ted Cruz? None. Yeah, I don't think because so. Of, because of plan 1236. Yeah. Because yeah, he's so. already gotten the phone call that says... As we discussed on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. he's gotten the call that says, baby, you're our boy. Don't drop. No matter what, no matter what, you mm-hmm. stay in. Because what we want is a fractured vote. All that we care about in life is that Trump does not get more than 1,236 votes during the primary process. And once we hit a brokered convention, you're our boy. And then they hang up and say the same thing to you know two or three other people. One triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number. That's one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Want to get some calls in? Let's start first in California with Corey. Corey, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What's California. up, man? California, California, Aspen. Hey guys, how are you? How are you What's doing? Up, Corey? Hey how are you? Good, good. I wish I were there. I wish you were here too. I'm not sure you would. It's a pretty no, ugly I wish I were right there. Now. Yeah. It's pretty ugly. There's uh, just a bunch, we got a whole of, drunk bunch of drunk millennials. Yeah, it's, it's and, uh, basically they're, they're just cheering drunk Donald Trump stupidly, blindly following him. But anyways, yes, I'm on my way. <laughs> All the adults have gone to bed. Oh, that, that's, that's the idea. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, God, I hate to be a party buzzkill, but the um, <laughs> I'm watching and tweeting and tweeting and watching, and then we get to the part where Brett Baer asks Trump, "So, what about these war crimes that you want to uh, commit?" You know, what if the military refuses to follow oh, right. an illegal order yeah. or an unlawful yeah. order? Yeah. And he says, they won't refuse. They won't refuse me. They love me. 
because I'm their leader. This is not a good thing. I'm going to make waterboarding great again. (laughs) Well, he said, Corey, you know, he said, no, waterboarding, fine. We need to go up a step. And I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying he said it, and I wonder how it plays. Now, are you speaking of the going after their families bit being specifically the war crime? That, too. Well, that was yeah. in that question and answer. Yeah. Yeah. There was. There was so, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say there was also two times on stage tonight that he admitted flip-flopping. I mean, admitting mm-hmm. changing his mind. He spun it nicely. But if you've done your research, I think both of them were a double flip-flop now, where it was, you know, he's gone back to something that he believed a year ago, but in the last year has said, well, I've changed, you know, I'm going to turn over a new leaf as a solid conservative, and now he's gone back to it. It won't matter for either of them. Yeah, one of them was immigration, the other had to do with assault weapons, I believe. Yeah, the assault weapons. Yeah. This is a fine line, isn't isn't it, girls and boys? I mean, he says you need to be flexible, and you know what? You kind of do. I mean, I think it was it Disraeli who said, you know, as as facts change, so do my opinions, you know, otherwise is to be a moron. I mean, you know, so smart people are flexible and they do change their minds as they evolve. But I don't know where the line is between flip flopping and, you know, being intellectually flexible. I don't know. I don't know. I think, well, I mean, especially when Megyn Kelly played those, those um, three cuts of tape. And I just thought, you know, he can just change his campaign slogan to, so what's your point? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, his campaign slogan will be, and? Well done. And? Yeah. Is that with the exclamation marks? Just a bunch of periods, the ellipses at the end of that? (laughs) Corey, thanks so much. Trump, sorry. Corey, thanks so much for the call and support. Really appreciate you, it. Uh, By the call. way, Trump so mentioned for the first time today, uh, well, I, I should say uh, uh, recently, but Trump outwardly uh, articulated solidly for the first time today, either ever or in a quite a long time, to run third party. Not as a distant theoretical possibility, but, but said, you know, I can always, you know, come on, I can always, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do anything I don't like. They're not going to do a broker convention. They're going to, not going to do any of this because, you know, I'll run third party. And he was pretty affirmative about it. Yeah, by the way, the crowd is just going crazy here for us. They're just the they're fifth keg. I, I, fifth I, keg is that's open. how I picture it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they love what they, actually that last thank one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank that you last so one much. was for you, Jay, and your comments. They were they were loving them. <laughs> Loving that. Another thing, guys, to consider uh-huh. today, and they did make a point to bring this up. Chris Wallace said tonight, we have breaking news, and it, it, it is. And the question is, is it not because we just regard the guy as too much of a chronic nut? or or because, And I'm not talking about the candidates for change. Or, or, or is it news? And that is this. Uh, uh, the uh, <clears throat> uh, head of North Korea, mm-hmm. uh, NOCO, said this afternoon that they have gone DEFCON 5. They've ramped up what they call their nuclear weapons. And meanwhile, you know, the U.N. and, and, and Democrats in, in America are debating whether it's possible that they could have nukes in 10 years. Meanwhile, NOCO said today, we're ramping up to DEFCON 5, all of our nuclear weapons for immediate use. And so the question instantly becomes, and, and these are widely believed to have reached least 
uh, reach at least the west coast of the United States. So when does commander-in-chief rise to the level of an important criterion? Good question, no? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, the interesting thing about North Korea, and this is something you have to remember, too, um, this happens all the time with North Korea. This is what they do in Constant. various forms. They constantly rattle the sabers because that's yep. their power. Um, now, yep. at any time, it could be the thing. It could be the time that, that okay, now it's different. They've actually gone through it this, this time. Um, yes. But Until then, it's the same it, old It's thing. the same old. You, you pay attention to it. Know what's going on. Be prepared. And, and, but and, and don't freak out by it. If it's a, a threat of a nuclear attack, if it's a, a missile launch, if it's a threat of a nuclear mm-hmm. test or anything that comes out of that administration – it may just be a bunch of crap. This is this is how South Koreans have learned to to live with their neighbor to the north, Which being so close and threatening them constantly. Um, is just what I said. Pay attention to it. Always a constant, you know, concern in the back of your mind. But you've got a job to do and a life to live. Um, they design cities in and Seoul and the the subway as fallout shelters. This is just their yeah. culture. So it's something to be concerned with. But don't freak I'm out. I'm astounded and frightened that. There is no question about the question. What about the uh, thirty to 40,000 American troops stationed in South Korea? You're the right. commanding general of that task force is quoted as saying, we're only a speed bump. That's a, that, that's, a, that's a verbatim quote. We're only a speed, you know, and he laughed when he said it. I've seen the clip. We're only a speed bump, gentlemen. You know, if the North wants to come south, They'll be there in 24 hours, and we're only a speed bump. So why do we, if if the North does no longer regard it as a deterrent, what are we saying? We got 30,000, 40,000 men and women in uniform that we're willing to have die in the first 24 hours for absolutely nothing? I, again, not to be a bummer, let, let me end it by saying, what do you expect of a country named by Kum of Samyung Gai? Un. So... Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get some calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three in Missouri. Uh, Robin, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What is up, Robin? How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I was just going to comment that I think the only one who was presidential tonight was Cruz. He addressed to the people. Now, are you, are you saying he's the only us. one that was presidential, or that he won the debate? He won the debate, hands down. And now, have you been a Cruz supporter? Have you been a Cruz supporter? I have become a Cruz supporter. Based on complete research, I have read Trump's book. I yeah. have read Rubio's book. I have wow. read Cruz's book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the I way, Skip's question, Robin, that. is is profound. It it, it truly is it, mm-hmm. because that's what that's the divide we're all <clears throat> pondering and, mm-hmm. and 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 puzzled by. Does this guy make a good candidate, or might he make a good president? And often the twain do not meet. He would do both if we would uh, stop seeing so much Trump on the media. I am, I am so shocked at how the media has allowed Trump to call in his responses. And then when he yeah. says, but wait, but wait, well, yeah, wait, and yeah. he keeps overriding, and they go to him as, you know, like yep. he is all seen. I'm sorry. I, hey, I gentlemen, think my if personal it bleeds. Effect is I'm dealing with a mortgage case myself, and I know how these businessmen work. Well, you're certainly right, Robin, that uh, tonight I was appalled, and, and I, again, one is naturally upset by this, 
or someone grew up and is young enough that they're accustomed to people doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in the former group. Trump, guys, did, did he not? Every time tonight he wanted to speak, he didn't let the formalities of the moderators get in the way. Has he, he just ever? screamed everybody down. Jay, has he Wrong. Ever- he has been the candidate constantly. Wrong. If he wants to say something, he says wrong. it. Wrong. No, no. He's been criticized no, by no. the crews. Skip, you're wrong. Skip, you're no, wrong. No, no. You're wrong, Skip. No, no. Forgive me. wrong. I'm great. I'm great. Pardon me. wine in my house. No, no, no. my ears. That's pretty much it. Thanks so much for your call. Appreciate hearing from you in Missouri tonight. No, no. All right. Let's get to another call here. Let's see. one 888 in Minnesota. Jim, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What is up, Jim? Hey, Skip, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? No, excuse me. Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I wish I was out shooting with you guys instead of watching the debate. But, Man, I do, know. too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I like CPAC, but I really like shooting. Oh, what, are you, uh, what do you got, Jim? What do you got for us tonight? Oh, well, I was watching the debate, and I only watched the last half of it because I was out uh, doing some shopping with the wife, but... Uh, Anyway, I, I was kind of glad I had a drink in my hand because it was just, a, you know, the little, you know, tirade that uh, Rubio and, uh, and Cruz, not Cruz, but Trump got into. It was just like over the top. And then, of course, you know, when uh, uh, Cruz was trying to, you know, you know, what he was wanting to say and Trump was just being arrogant and uh, interrupting him, I just thought that was just. You know, wrong. Way too much. You're wrong, Jim. No, no, Minnesota. No. You're wrong. Excuse me. No. No, no. No. See, you didn't watch the entire <laughs> debate. You're you're you need to watch the entire debate to be a master debater. You're only halfway there. It's my wife's fault. It's my wife's fault. Okay? <laughs> Jim, thanks so much for your call. Have a great night and you and thanks for the support as well. All right, uh, tomorrow morning here on the Blaze Radio Network, Skip and I will have a uh, bunch of coverage, bunch more analysis, m- plenty of mockery. Excuse me. And no. I'll see your calls. And then uh, uh, Jay is going to make uh, afternoons great again uh, tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, you'll have some coverage as well. All right, Jay. No, thanks, buddy. Me. No. Yes. No. Yes, you're wrong. You're wrong, Jay. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. You're wrong. My hands are great. They're fabulous. Look how huge they are. All right. I'm going to leave that. I had a line. I'm going to just let that one let go. Let that one go. All right. Have yourself a great night live from CPAC. Doc and Skip from Boston. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks, Ty. Thank You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate. The Blaze Radio Network. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-630-6720. That's 800-630-6720. 